Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the uh, uh, video cast or whatever you call these things uh, for the 24 church messages. And uh, uh, we're glad that you would join us this way. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just become apparent to me that a lot of, lot of people from all over uh, watch this. And uh, I just want to say thank you if you're watching this to take the time out to do that. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to us as a church. And uh, for those of you that are uh, distancing and uh, just not ready to, to worship together yet, uh, we understand and uh, we're glad that you can uh, worship with us in this way. And uh, please, please let us know if there's anything else that we can do for you to minister to you. Please don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, let us know how we can pray for you or whatever it may be. We would love the opportunity to uh, to check on you or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm going to pray for us, and uh, we're going to jump into this. God, thank you so much uh, for your grace, for your mercy, for your son. Uh, Lord, for joy. Uh, God, we just, we just ask today, Lord, that you would shower us with joy and Help us to see that in all the moments of life, and God, challenge us and teach us in that, and uh, help us with that. Lord, we need that. Uh, we need your help with that, and we realize that. We realize we can't do this alone, and you didn't make us to do this alone. Uh, so, Father, just uh, grant us uh, your grace even in these moments, and uh, uh, Lord, speak to our hearts. Uh, we ask all this in your Son's name. Amen. So... Uh, a lot of things, man, a lot of things happening. Uh, praying for uh, the Parks family right now and uh, a lot of, just a lot of folks going through a lot of things. I personally know, uh, I think at least six couples that are going through major, major issues. Some, uh, you know, contemplating separation, divorce, um, and, uh, and you know, just just some some in just some awful situations, and then and then situations like uh, like the Parks family is in right now after losing uh, their husband and, and father, and uh, so uh, I don't take lightly the opportunity to get to share and and what I'm getting to share with us uh, even this week. Um, it's uh, it's preaching to myself, if you will, uh, even in some ways, uh, uh, as I've had my own things to deal with this week. So. Uh, this this message kind of kind of came out of I guess maybe in just some of that just thinking about a lot of folks going through things and uh, even going through some things myself and uh, just how it's so easy to to uh, lose happiness uh, in tough times and, and and really that's that's all based upon uh, what our happiness is rooted in uh, and a lot of times we will find our idols there you know we may not think that we make idols out of things but the truth is, is we do we're always worshiping God created us to worship and something is always getting our attention uh, and uh, we put something on the throne every second of the day we just don't realize it sometimes and um, and so anyway we may idols out of all sorts of things and um, you know everything from relationships to money to possessions to achievements um, and if your happiness if your idol is based on a thing um, that uh, is being threatened or taken away uh, then boom you know happy you know and uh, we've all experienced that, you know, we've all experienced that. And I, and I think a lot of people are experiencing that uh, in the midst of, of uh, COVID-19 and, and all these other things. And uh, just with uh, the lack of normalcy or maybe the lack of uh, something else, one of these other things. Um, 
you know, trials are hard. You know, uh, we in general uh, don't love a good trial, do we? Now, you know, you may go, oh, well, I love, you know, to watch a trial on TV. You know, that's different. We're not talking about that. Uh, and, you know, don't be one of those people that just lives on court TV. That's terrible. So, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, you know, trials are one of those things that are a part of life. And James gives us some insight to this. And I, and I just felt like this was a great opportunity for us uh, to share together and, and what that might be. Uh, and so, I, I, and especially into navigating, you know, trials of life. And, and we're, all, we're all going through trials of different kinds. Uh, and and even, even if we weren't in the middle of what we are in historically right now, uh, in 2020, then uh, there would be something else. You know, there would be there would be a trial in our life of something. Uh, and so, um, I, I want to share this passage, James chapter one, very beginning of chapter one, uh, verse two. Uh, it says this: It says, "Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That's huge. Some huge statements in this. Uh, let's look at this for a second. Verse two: Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet various uh, meet trials of various kinds. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet various. I'm sorry, when you meet trials of various kinds. We'll see how many times I, I goof that up. Uh, you know, this, this verse alone, it, it feels contradictory uh, to all the things that we know of in this world. If you skip the my brother's part where he's just speaking, he's saying, I'm speaking to you. Those of you that are believers who have followed Jesus, I'm speaking to you right now and saying, count it all joy. Says my brothers, we'll skip the my brothers. When you meet trials of various kinds, count it all joy, joy when you meet trials of various kinds. Well, we don't we don't generally count it joy when we meet trials. What do we do? Uh, we throw hissy fits. We uh, we cry. We uh, call somebody that we think you know we just need to vent to you know or wh whatever it may be. And James is unpacking something for us here that is really important for us. Count it joy when you meet trials of various kinds. And he goes on to explain why, why this is in verse 3. says, For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. That the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Testing faith brings steadfastness. So, you know, steadfastness is not a word that we use a whole lot, but we see it throughout Scripture. Uh, I, I'm reminded, you know, of even in the Psalms where, uh, you know, I, there's that prayer, you know, David crying out to God, you know, create a steadfast spirit within me, you know, and uh, those types of things. And, and, and I, that's, that's a prayer that I pray. I pray and ask God to help me with that. Uh, a lot of times. And the idea of steadfastness is, is something that I think we can understand. It's, it's unwavering. It's resolute. You know, there's a word. I love that word, resolute, uh, you know, which means unwavering and just, you know, always, you know, staying the course, you know. And so for us, when we read verse 3, it says, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, 
And it goes on in verse 4 and it says, And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. What James is saying here is he's saying, Let steadfastness resonate in you. Let it be a part of who you are. Hold tight to it. And holding tight to it means that you're holding tight to your faith. Let me ask you a question. Are you holding are you holding tight to your faith right now or are you wavering, you know? Like there's 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 a lot of folks I think that are just if we're just being honest, we, me, all of us, if we are being honest, we find ourselves at times wavering in our faith. Now, we may not say, oh, well, I'm just giving up on the Lord. No, I'm not saying that we've said that. But what we've done is that we've bought into worrying, we've bought into anxiety over trusting in that the Lord has this, has this moment in life, has this storm that maybe uh, that we're going through or whatever it is. Um, you know, let steadfastness resonate in you. Let God perfect this in you, this constant perfecting that He's doing to make us more like Him. It's not that He ever makes us to be like him or to be him, but he's constantly making us more like him. Now, we have an understanding uh, that when we, uh, when we die, we go to be with him in glory and, and all those things, and, and glorification happens in our lives. And, uh, and, and that's a whole, whole other thing. We're, we are perfected at that point, um, and, uh, and, and that's a beautiful thing that God promises us. Uh, but I think for us, I think a lot of times we're, we're kind of like you know, as, as something hits, we're like, uh, I remember a day, it's a long time ago, years ago, when I got to do uh, some ministry uh, down at the Nashville Auto Diesel College, uh, and I was in my 20s, and uh, I had a, uh, a Mustang Cobra that I actually still own. I've had this thing for like 20-something years, um, and uh, it has a little history uh, around these parts. But anyway, uh, I... I had the opportunity to take the car down to the college, and they had something there called a dyno. And if you don't know what a dyno is, this is a thing that you strap your car to, and it's got wheels usually in the floor of this thing, and it's all hooked up to computers and everything. And, and basically, uh, you strap this thing in to make it safe and everything, and, and you run your car on this thing that's setting, you're setting still in the car. The car's not moving, but it's moving those wheels in the floor. And it's measuring how much power that the car makes. Well, we, we, we got to dyno the Cobra. And this is a great, awesome, you know, like, uh, great thing I got to do. You know, I was so excited about it and all these things. And we were doing little things to see if we could get it to make more horsepower. And honestly, I was kind of... I was kind of bummed at first at the power that it was making, but it was funny because as the day went on, uh, we ran it several times, and, and of course, you're, we're running it hard, and this is, at that point in time, I drove that car every day, and so I was kind of kind of getting worried like every time we'd run it you know I'd run it higher rpms and run trying to run it faster and run it through an extra gear and all these things and and um and so each time we'd run it, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it and I'm listening to it. And I drove the car hard anyway, but we're driving it really hard on this thing. And I'm thinking, man, if I blow this thing up, I don't have a car. I'm messed up. 
and I was, I was getting worried. I was getting anxious. And, and, uh, and as the day went on, you know, we found some different things to do to it. And we realized, you know, if, uh, after a while that the belt that was on something called the supercharger was getting a little more tacky and holding tighter and, and, and it was making more and more power. And every pull we'd do with it, it'd make more power and more power and more power. But in the end, you know, when we finally got done, I'll be honest, I was just relieved that we didn't blow the thing up because we just kept doing this over and over and over and over, basically racing this thing on this thing. And, uh, you know, I think the truth is, is that we all get nervous and we all get anxious in moments of life. And the truth is, is that the Lord is wanting us to rely on Him. He's wanting our faith to be unwavering for our steadfastness uh, to to be to hold to him, and in doing that, we can count it all joy when we meet various when we meet trials of various kinds, and and so I think that that's so huge for us today, because that's saying to us we can in turn be able to in all of these moments of life be able to do things. Uh, or experience things and, and, and experience them and be unwavering in our happiness, in our happiness, in our joy. What's he say? He says, count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. He goes on in this passage, verse 5, and he says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind, for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So verse 5, we'll start there. He says, if any of you asks, uh, uh, lacks wisdom, uh, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. You know, I, I think that this is a huge statement for us. So many moments in life, we don't know what to do, you know? And instead of playing phone a friend, what would, how would it change our lives if we just immediately turn to the Lord and say, God, I need your wisdom right now. I need you to lead me through this right now. I need you to guide me through this right now. I feel that way all the time. And, and some days I'm thinking straight and I'm like, man, I need to seek the Lord right now. And some days I'm like, well, I, I just need to Google it you know, or whatever it is. You know, want to fix it, you know, figure it out. Like there's a YouTube video for this, right? Um, so I think for us to just be reminded that uh, if we ask the Lord for wisdom, there's a promise here that he gives it generously, generously. God wants to help us. You see, this is, all, this is all assuming and understanding something, and that's this, that we have a relationship with God. I'm not talking about that we have religion. I'm talking about that we have a relationship with the Father, that we have a relationship with God, that we've been saved by the blood of Jesus. That alone is this huge piece of the puzzle for us today that I think is so important for us to, to remember, uh, you know, that, you know, if we we're going to ask the Lord for wisdom, 
and he's going to give it generously. Well, that means we're communicating with him. That means we have a relationship with him. The only way we have a relationship with him is if we have trusted in Jesus, his Savior, uh, as Savior, his Son, to be our Savior, uh, to forgive us of our sin. This is huge. This is huge for us today. Are, are, you, are you in a healthy relationship with the Lord right now? That's a question. That's a huge question today, and that's probably one of the most important questions. I don't care if you are a Christian and have been for a million years, or you're sitting here and you're listening to this and you're not a believer, the biggest question you have to ask yourself right now is that, is am I in a healthy relationship with the Lord today? If your answer is absolutely no, I've never been in a relationship with the Lord, I'm here to tell you this today, He loves you, and He sent Jesus for you. As much as He sent sent Him for anybody, He sent him for you, that you too might be a part of the family of God, that you too might be able to have a relationship with him and benefit from things like his wisdom, which he gives generously. Verse six, it goes on. It says, but let him ask in faith. Let him ask in faith. Ask what? For the wisdom, right? What he just talked about. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. You see that? You see the the comparison that James uses there in its faith or its doubting. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. And then he goes into this and he says, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Well, I just got to see the ocean last week on vacation and I can tell you that the wind is still doing its thing out there and the waves are still pretty incredibly strong. And I watched as some of my littlest children would walk into the water and I would explain how far they didn't need to walk walk out very far and that kind of thing. And, but I would let them walk out just far enough where sometimes it might knock them down because I wanted them to have a healthy fear of the ocean. I don't want them trying to go out there too far and getting caught up into a wave and getting pulled out to sea. Don't be a doubter. Don't be a doubter. It says, but let him ask in faith. Verse 70 goes on, says, for that person must suppose, talking about the person that is a doubter. In fact, we'll just go ahead and read that again. With no doubting, uh, let him ask in faith with no doubting. Verse 6, for the one who asks, uh, the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And, and you see, James is trying to help us here. He's trying to help folks see that you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't, you can't be kind of half in with this relationship with Jesus thing, with this relationship with the Lord thing. He's saying, you got to go all in, put your faith in this thing. Put your faith in the Lord. Put your faith in what he's done through his son, Jesus. He is enough. He is enough. Ask the Lord for wisdom. He gives generously. Do so with faith. No doubting. Don't be, don't be like the wave tossed by the wind. Doubters shouldn't expect anything from the Lord. They're unstable. They're double-minded. They're, they don't have real faith. And the question for us today is, do we have real faith? You know, sometimes times are hard, right? I mean, we get that. We get going through hard things, hard moments, hard moments in history. 
uh, we're in one of those. Some days are harder than others, but the Lord wants us to run to Him and, and run to Him for that relationship. Not religion. He doesn't, doesn't care about check boxes. He's not keeping score. It's not about that. The Lord wants us to, to be in a relationship with Him. He wants to love us. He wants to care for us. And for folks that have, you know, crappy fathers or whatever it may be, you know, that's hard for a lot of people to understand, for those people to understand a lot of times because He wants to be something that we've never even thought of experiencing. He wants to be something that even the greatest father on planet Earth uh, could give us. And that's just true love, perfect, constant, healthy, always there, always enduring, always there for us. Love, so much so, loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us that we might know him, that we might, we might be in a relationship with him. I think that's so big for us today. Trial joy. It's kind of a term I came up with, you know, thinking about this passage of Scripture, you know, count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. Trial joy. That we could have joy in the midst of trials is, is, is so just kind of a crazy thought, right? It's just kind of nutty. But the truth is, is that God wants to deliver us from the storms of this life. And He wants to bring us to true joy. He wants to bring us to a place where we can have trial joy, that we can be in the midst of a moment, yet have joy in it. I'm in a little bit of one of those moments right now. And uh, uh, just came from the hospital, just being honest, to, from seeing my dad. And uh, having to leave him there, uh, especially in the midst of everything going on, is, is just so hard. He had emergency surgery this week. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, you know, uh, he got there in time uh, to have the surgery and to be taken care of. And, and it's been a hard week. And he's, he's, he's you know, his body is fighting. Uh, but it's been so hard on him and been hard to watch. Uh, and I consider that a trial in my life. You know, I think anybody can understand that. But I, I got to tell you, as I left him tonight to come and to uh, shoot this uh, for Sunday morning, uh, I prayed with him, and uh, I didn't pray for him out of fear of losing him. I didn't pray uh, wishing that uh, things were all better. I did pray that God would heal him. Uh, but uh, the thing that, that, that I prayed, and it really got me, to be honest with you, got me emotional, was I prayed and I thanked God that God gave him to be my dad. And I prayed and I thanked God that I knew that he had him. And that's the truth, is I know that the Lord has him. And if the Lord did decide to take him, I don't think he's going to today, but if he did decide to take him from me, from, me, from us uh, here on earth, I know he would literally have him. He would be with the Lord. And one day I would be with him too. And, and so in the midst of this trial, I can have joy in knowing that the promises of God are still good for me and for my dad and for my family and the promises that he's made because I know that my dad knows the Lord and I know that I know the Lord. And so 
What greater joy? What greater joy can we have than that? There's your trial joy. And so today, I just encourage you, if you're looking for happiness, if you're looking for joy, check your idols. Pay attention to what makes you happy and what makes you sad. And, uh, and it doesn't mean that it's wrong to be sad or anything like that. Uh, not at all. Scripture talks about that. But uh, if, it, if it completely rules us and rules our emotions, you know, then, then there's a great chance that what we've done is we've made an idol out of some of those things. And, and, and really, James is just here today, and I'm here today saying, hey, find your joy in Jesus. Find your joy in what God the Father has done in sending Jesus for us, for His grace, for His mercy, for His promises, for glory to come, and for His glory now, for the sake of the gospel. I leave you with this. Psalm 107.6 says this. It also says it later in the psalm. It says this. It says, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. May God bring you true joy, trial joy, in the midst of the storms of this life. Let's pray together. God, I pray for anyone listening to this that hasn't trusted in you to be their Savior. God, I pray that today would be the day that they believe. I pray that today would be the day that you would speak to their hearts. You would help them to see there is something more. There is something more to believe in out there, Lord, and it's you. God, you have done amazing things in this world. God, in my life, in the life of this church, Lord, I am so very grateful. God, I pray, Lord, that you would continue to save those who haven't trusted in you. Uh, Lord, move in their hearts, change their lives, help bring them purpose to this world. God, bring true joy to them and bring it to us, Lord, those that have already believed in you. May we be reminded today, Lord, that our joy is in you. God, thank you for what you've done through your son, Jesus. Thank you for the sacrifice. Thank you for an empty tomb. Thank you that we can trust and believe in you and thank you for your promises. God, today we pray that you would use us for your glory. God, that we might find joy in all trials. Help us to do that today. We need you to help us to do that. We know that. God, help us to do that today and may it be for your glory. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.